Hello, all sentient beings, and welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk about all news, comics, and media related to the... On this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode, the Beast Wars come to a close as we review the final issue of IDW's ongoing series. We also talk about the latest manga from Takara, and a new character is added to the Top War mobile game. Today is Friday, August 5th, 2022, and this is episode 297 Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that almost lost the Beast Wars. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? Scott, the illustrious Dr. Pants. The Beast Wars may be over. But it will always continue in my heart. And Daryl, the Cybertronian beast. Hey, I'm 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 ready. Let's do this. I'm ready to talk some toys. <laughs> no, not my. I'm say, late. Say I'm, the lie. I'm, I'm late, aren't I? Oh, <laughs> right. Nothing but a a, a just a, a just a line monkey let's talk transformers <laughs> you, you know daryl if you're unhappy in your position we've got a perfectly good replacement right here and that can do that can do that job i listened to the last episode it's far from perfectly good yeah i'm like what's the best 60 to- 60% great value good. Cybertronian beast. Yeah, I'm a great, yeah. I'm great value Cybertronian beast. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm, I'm the impossible whopper to Daryl's whopper. Like, it's kind of a whopper, but you know it's not right. <laughs> Does that mean you're more spicy than me? Is that is, is the impossible whopper spicy? I don't know. It's, ma- it's made of fake meat. <laughs> oh, that's yes. That, I get the joke now. You're fake. I, I, <laughs> I am fake. <laughs> You're a phony. Do you guys not have Burger Kings up in Canada? Yeah, we do. I just, oh, okay. I, yeah, I thought it was the spicy one. What's the spicy Whopper? That was the angry Whopper or the oh, Southwest the angry Whopper. angry one. Yeah. The angry one had the red yeah. bun. The red. Okay, I don't know if we got the red bun. Yeah, I uh, think we got the one with the black bun for a bit, but I don't. Uh, that was a weird one. It made everything. That, it made every. What did all the show your, even turn into? That, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if this were video game talk, I'd be saying that. Let's move on. Uh, we have a, a sad piece of news to talk about. Uh, uh, stage and screen veteran Jared Barclay passed away. Uh, this past week, this past week, uh, at the age of 91, uh, very long life. And, uh, this, uh, this individual was known to the Transformers fandom as the voice of Cerebros and both heads of Sinner Twin in the, the later, uh, episodes of G1. So, uh, our, our thoughts, uh, go to, uh, Mr. Barclay's family. And, uh, you know, these, uh, these voice actors, if you ever had a chance to meet them, they, uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but it, it, G1 was a long time ago and these, these voice actors are, are getting older. So, um, 
if you go go to a convention, you know, say hello to these guys because you know they they are getting older. Yeah, our condolences. I mean, ninety one is a life well lived. So I, I think uh, I'd say so. And just looking at yeah. everything he had done, he he had an incredible career. So yeah, you know, awesome. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into alt mode now. Of course, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for the support and continuing to help us out, help keep the show going. Really appreciate that. And uh, as part of your the perks of being a Donatrion, we want to direct you to some of our bonus content that includes the bonus early uncut versions of our Transformers live play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. And this week we've got or, or this coming week, we'll have episode 82 Carapace in the Mist. And that's exclusive to Donatrons will be out on Monday, August 8th. So the regular episode of uh, episode 82 will be out on the following week, August 15th. So you get it a week early and uh, get it completely unedited uh, with all the bonus content left in there. So. Uh, and that's exclusive to our Donatrons. Thank you for continuing to support us. And uh, if you've got some more listening time in your calendar this week, Jeremy was on Better Podcasting. So uh, check out uh, a deep dive into uh, Jeremy's podcasting career. Uh, Jeremy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, yeah, this was um, where uh, I talked with SP from Better Podcasting about um like like you said my podcasting career but also just our show uh the foundations of our show and kind of what we're looking at with, as we you know we are now you know two more shows before episode 500 or episode 300 of alt mode and it, it's pretty impressive so just looking back at the nine years i've had podcasting and then kind of some some of the things that we're looking at with both of our shows about like what's working and what's not working kind of you can get a little bit of the behind the scenes of what we've been talking about among ourselves. And, um, it, it was just, it was a fun time and, uh, you know, I recommend checking it out. And, um, if you, if you ever want to know kind of what podcasters, uh, talk about when they get with other podcasters, it's, it's just all about ourselves. That's, that's all we care about. So it's a great time for if you want to hear me talk about me. Yeesh, what an ego. <laughs> I was invited. So, you know, it, it was, it's a lot of fun. I, SP is a great guy and, you know, it's always great talking with him. All right. We'll have links in the show notes, both to the YouTube video and the audio podcast version. So check it out. Okay, let's uh, jump into the show, starting off with some comics news. So uh, we have some manga coming from Japan. This is uh, These are pack-ins with the Generation Selects. Uh, uh, was it uh, Leo, like Nemesis Leo Convoy, basically? This is uh, Masterpiece. Uh, and there's... Oh, Masterpiece. Sorry. Masterpiece. Yeah. Nemesis Leo Convoy. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, the Masterpiece Leo Convoy in uh, done in a black deco. 
and this is the uh, evil Leo convoy. And uh, we've got uh, manga accompanying this. So a two part manga. The first part has been translated into English. The second part has not yet, but probably will be very soon. Uh, so you can check these out uh, on the links uh, on TFW 2005. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, Takara is always good about putting up some bonus content with the figures they release uh, in Japan. So, uh, you know, you can check out the all the interesting story bits they put together for these manga that uh, that are accompanying their figures. So it's a neat little uh, neat little bonus package there. And uh, no news, no other news on the comics front. We still do not have any information on where the Transformers license is going. And uh, IDW is getting increasingly quieter as uh, the year winds winds down. So uh, stay tuned. We'll we'll keep looking, keep uh, keep listening, and see what we can find. But so far, nothing yet. The um the the solicitations are uh, into October now, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is getting tight. So we have coming up C two B two in what is it? Did it just happen or is it about to happen? Um and wait August fifth through seventh. So that's about to happen. And then um after that's New York Comic Con's next big show. So I would expect news more likely at New York Comic Con than anything else. Yeah. All right. Well, we're waiting. Okay. Well, uh, let's jump into our comic review. All right. Um, well, Dr. Pants is here. So that means that it's Beast Wars time. And Yay. unfortunately, this is the last ep- or issue of Beast Wars. So I am sorry, Dr. Pants. This is your last episode. What? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding. You, did, you can't. You did Daryl just say yay? I think I, I'm hoping he meant yay to the fact that it was the last Beast Wars episode and not to my last episode. But then again, you never Man. know. Take it however you feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I only get one vote love here. You, so we're we're not getting rid of you that easy. You know. Oh, okay. But, good. Sadly, this is the last issue of IDW's Beast War series, which I believe, on the whole, we all we all loved. Uh, so let's let's get into this this book. Um, we have three covers here. Um, the first cover is Megatron with the shadow of the Valk behind him. This is by John Yurkaba. Cover B shows uh, the Valk over a fallen bot, and this is by Andrea Bell. And the retailer incentive has Cheetor Transforming by Kelly Ding. And the wiki said this is reminiscent of Animorphs. Uh, I'm not super familiar with that, but looking at some pictures, I can see where the... Well, you need to get familiar. Yeah, you do. Uh, Yeah. Okay. It's it's an experience. (laughs) You don't remember Rachel from, from back in the day? The Rachel figure? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. It's an animorph. I, I had blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Dr. Pants, which one of the three uh, is your favorite this week? 
I definitely it's cover A. I think that looks the best. But I will say I got a little smile on my face when I looked at the retailer incentive cover because I was like, oh, it's Animorphs. That's so cool. Especially because, you know, they're animals and there was a Transformers line that was Animorphs. And it's just, you know, it, it hit the little nostalgia thing in me. But uh, now cover A, I love the the shadow with the Vok in the shadow there. And uh, Megatron looks really, really great. I kind of like the texturing they did on the dinosaur skin. It just looks really cool. So cover A. That's the one I'm going to go with. All right. Cool. Uh, Daryl, how about you? Uh, I am going to second Dr. Pants and take cover A. It is the one that I bought. And uh, I just like the uh, the layout of it. Um, at the time, I actually didn't realize that the shadow was the Vok, and then I just kind of saw it right now. So I just like the way that the Megatron kind of looked, and then the background being this uh, this this Vok, uh, you know, imagery. Um, I just I really like the the layout of it. So yeah, the fact that it ends ends up looking and it is his shadow. I just uh, I I just like it even more now. So yeah, this is the one I bought, and uh, yeah, I like it a lot. I didn't realize it when I wrote the review earlier today it was just when i was looking at it just now i'm like oh that's a shadow so i i i said it so but i wasn't the only one uh charles how about you i am going to second daryl and third dr pants and pick cover a (laughs) um so yeah that's i think that's clearly the winner here uh, I, I do like the composition of that cover and yeah, it's, it looks really cool with the, the Vok being cast, the Megatron casting a shadow of the Vok. That's, that's a cool image there. So yeah, very nice. Cool. Well, I think I will make it unanimous then and uh, choose cover A as well. I think, um, I, I kind of am sad that we didn't get like a Josh Bertram or Winston Chan cover to wrap out wrap up the series but you know they were under time constraints probably but this is a, a good one uh, definitely plays into what happens in the show or in the the issue all right well let's get into the story itself uh this is written by eric burnham art by josh bertram letters by jake m wood assistant editor riley farmer editor is jasmine joiner and supervising editor is david Marriott. It begins as Rhinox, Rhinox's systems are rebooting, uh, and he's coming to after Tarantulus's stun blast from last issue. Dinobot helps him and brings him up to speed on the battle that is laying out before them. While they were out, um, Dinobot heard Scorponok sending a message to Optimus Primal warning of the attack and that the Vok were going to have some reinforcements. And these reinforcements ended up being every other protoform that had survived landing on the planet. Near them, Optimus Primal is battling Tigatron while he's trying to talk Tigatron into stopping this war. Elsewhere, Cheetor and Black Arachnia are working together, and they defeat Razor Claw and Insecticon. However, they realize that even though they're, it's a small victory, the numbers here are not in their favor. Inside the Axelon, Rattrap and Waspinator have the ship's engines and weapons working, but Rattrap delays taking off as he explains to Waspinator that the Vok are scared of unspaced technologies like the, the transwarp drive. So he's doing what he does by making things work the way they're not supposed to and tying the transwarp drive into the weapon system. 
back outside. Skull just facing off against some of the Vok controlled bots and gets stunned by the zombie pterosaur. Rhinox is nearby and sees this. He quickly rams pterosaur with his beast mode to get him away. And then before unloading his Gatling guns onto pterosaur, he lets Skull know about rebooting her systems to um, get rid of the, the stun effect. In the air, uh, Nyx is trying to take out both Jetstorm and, and Air Razor, but is only successful in downing Jetstorm because while his back is turned, Air Razor surprises and and takes Nyx down. Below them, Primal and Megatron are trading insults with each other while continuing their own battles against the Vok children. Standing on top of the dark side, watching all of this, Tarantulas is celebrating this carnage. And um, and as he's gloating, sneaking behind him, Black Arachnia tries to take him out. However, she's unsuccessful as uh, they both hear a voice that is unknown to Black Arachnia, but all too known by Tarantulas. And he runs off laughing at the Vaka finally arrived. Now visible to everyone, the Vok express their displeasure and intent to wipe out the entire planet and start over. This startles the bots that had been fighting for them. And Megatron, de well, Megatron demands that the Vok fight on even terms. However, they're done with this experiment and they blast the Cybertronians with an energy um, to stun them while preparing their weapon to sterilize the, their planet. As they do this, though, they realize that a ship is coming and surprises them. Before they realize it, the Vok known as Pakak is destroyed, and the remaining two Vok panic before they suffer the same fate. The threat is gone, thanks to the Axelon and um, Rat Trap's weapons, and Tigertron now realizes that he can no longer feel the Vok's presence. They are truly gone. Primal tries once again, to, once again to get Tegatron on his side, but he's countered with an offer that they leave the Vok children alone and Tigatron and this faction will leave them alone as well. However, Megatron has no intent on leaving Optimus alone and takes this moment to sneak attack. This is a quick attack, though, as another blast from the Axelon hits Megatron and makes him disappear. Primal is incensed as it appears that Megatron has just been incinerated, but Radtrap reassures him that since he's not an energy-based being, Megatron will just reappear a few cycles from now after they're gone. He thinks. Probably. Optimus then reaches out to the other Predacons with an offer of extending the truth, but they decline. Now under the command of Black Arachnia, she says that they'd be crazy to go back to Cybertron and face trial. Dinobot confirms that this is what they would have to or Dinobot confirms that they would have to all take the fall, especially without Megatron returning. So Optimus suggests that they work together to find Megatron, but that's also turned down. The Axelon then leaves and the Predacons start thinking about how to repair the dark side. In an epilogue, 114 cycles later, Megatron rematerializes in an empty cave on the same planet. He realizes the opportunity that now stands before him, and he leaves to plan out how to regain his power and defeat the Maximus. The end. So th this is wrapping up 
so much. Um, we don't really get a lot of time with any of the characters, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the fights were fun. Uh, the team ups were fun. Um, having Megatron and Optimus Primal as they're fighting their own people, they're still kind of creating verbal barbs with each other. Um, the, the writing in the series has been great. Um, I thought Josh did a great job with the art and I am just, I'm really sad that the series is coming to an end because this, I think I didn't really put a lot of stock in the series when it began just because we haven't had a lot of really good Beast Wars comics. There's been a few here and there, but on the whole, they've all just been at most okay. But this series has been excellent, like start to finish, and I'm really going to miss it. So, um, I'm just going to leave it there. I really enjoyed it, but it was, it was a quick read because of mainly just action, but they had a lot to wrap up and I feel like they did, um, two, like as good as they can with what they had, they were able to wrap it up. So, um, Daryl, you're the number one beast force fan on the podcast. So what was your thought on, on this? (laughs) wrap up uh i i like the way that the uh the the fight was laid out i thought it was uh, a very well uh choreographed fight um i i uh um i thought that the way they dispatched the Vok was um well it was extremely fast the uh i think you know this book probably was a uh well it's it's i th- i i assume it was told to wrap up really quickly um mm-hmm. and this is you know i would have hoped that they would have done it in a couple over a couple issues um you know but uh it looks like IDW may have said like you've got one issue wrap it up you know right, I think so I, I feel be- like this is like a year's worth of stories that they were cramming resolutions into this yeah and it's not even a, an oversized issue it's just a normal sized issue so you're getting a lot of a lot of just just the ends just the just the the tail ends of a story storylines that you know and you're you know josh is doing a really good job to kind of um to put the 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 art to it and and eric is is writing as best they as best as he can to 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 kind of put it all together but it's 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 clunky it 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 doesn't flow very well i think that if you read it as one issue you know, it probably is 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 okay, but if you're trying to read the series as a as a whole, you're like, well, that was an abrupt stop. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely. I think they could have probably prolonged this ending over at least one more issue. Like, come on, just spread it out just a little bit. Like this, the Vok were were uh, established as this unbeatable force on the planet. And like fucking rat trap did it like, Hey, rat, <laughs> rat trap and waspinator. Oh, um, sorry. 
waspinator and rat trap did it like like i mean sure i didn't watch the show like you know a lot but that seems a little bs that they those two knuckleheads were able to come up with the idea to to put this like i mean come on rhinox sure but rat rat trap and waspinator were the ones that come up with the idea whatever waspinator has two degrees in astrophysics yeah okay sure (laughs) <laughs> it, it just I, I feel like they were like okay well the characters are in these places now we have to yeah get from a to b so this is what has to happen yeah and that's exactly what i think happened so it's not a yeah i have no problem with it if that was what they were told and that's they did it they did it as best as they could and it it works it ends the issue um the uh the one that i kind of feel the worst about is uh scold mm-hmm. there's a huge amount of story potential for scold coming face to face with um fuck the name just left me uh what's his name pterosaur pterosaur yeah yeah shit that name just was right in my my brain and, and then i just i forgot it so yeah so the the the, the zombie body of pterosaur and and then Rhinox comes and boots it away, lets her know that she can reboot herself to be good. And then you don't see her until the very end of the book when they're like, okay, you guys want to go uh, truce? And then they're like, no, okay, we're going to leave. And then that's it. Vok, or, uh, you know, Skold gets no lines at the end. She's just seen with the group. You just get that's a question it. mark over her head when that's it. Waspinator yeah. thanks Rat Trap for the fruit. Yeah. It's 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 a BS ending for Scold. Scold deserves better than that. There is a lot that you could do with Scold, and I don't blame. I don't want it to be clear. I don't blame Eric Burnham and Josh for not being able to do it. This was a uh, a story that they had to end, and it, it appears that though they were given one regular sized issue to do it, and they they did it as best they could. Right? Like, mm-hmm. where the fuck did our Inferno come from? Like he's just there, right? So he he's one of the children of the Vok. He was another protoform pod. It's where right. all of these guys came from. It was just a protoform pod. That yeah, just but I mean, up. he must have been fighting in there, and he was in the background. Or so I, I he must have been there. I don't remember. Um, so he's joining them now. I guess I, I there's there's a lot of questions that you could answer. You could put more story to that. There's just no time for uh, the one part that I do give credit to uh, to Eric. Uh, Burnham about is that it looks like he's paying attention to Neil deGrasse Tyson with his, uh, you know, his podcast about, you know, space time and time travel and shit like that, because there's a little bit in here of with Megatron about uh, time travel, uh, because uh, when I listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast, Star Talk, people ask him about like, well, could you travel into the into the future? And what he always answers uh, with two points he says well if you time travel into the future your position is going to stay the same in the world but the world's still gonna move right so that is that that is addressed here in megatron's little speech to himself he's like yeah well i've i i stayed in the same spot well actually it's the diagnostic computer in his body has addressed that but yes, he's like, your body stayed in the same spot. It's the planet that rotated and put you in a different location. The second yeah. part of that, though, that Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about is that 
the planet still moves in its rotation around the sun and would actually he'd likely end up in outer space somewhere. So (laughs) that's yeah, (laughs) that's the part that is left out of this. So Megatron needed to end up on the planet somewhere. So what people generally don't know about time travel is that, yeah, you you might be able to figure out time travel, but now you need to figure out location travel too. So, you know, you need to figure out where you're going to end up when you actually land figure out where everything else is going to be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When you materialize, you need to be in the spot you want to be because if they just put you in the time, then you're probably going to end up dead. (laughs) So, yeah, but I, all in all, I like it. This was a, a, a bit of a of a clunky way to end it. They had a definite ending, and I I really don't fault them for it. It it was a you can definitely see it was the best uh, possible way to do it, and I'm I'm fine with it. It was a, it was it was decent. All right, cool. uh, Charles, how about you? So I generally agree with uh, with Daryl's points about uh, how it the issue felt rushed and uh, was yeah didn't do a great job as a wrap up. I mean, and yeah, that, that that's down to only giving them basically 20 pages to wrap everything up. So yeah, that's disappointing. Like I, I wonder why they couldn't just give them a double issue or, you know, give them a couple more issues to, to, you know, the, to kind of make things a little bit more tidy, but I did appreciate uh, in the, in the back Eric uh, listing, like all the, the plans he did have for the beast wars book. And it sounded really cool. Like, uh, it's unfortunate that things got cut short, but it sounded like he had a, had a lot of cool ideas and it could have gone on for a little longer, for a lot longer. Um, I still uh, love Josh, Josh's art, Josh Bircham on this book. I'm really happy he got to be the um, the main artist on a book here. And I think he did a great job with Beast Wars. I'm glad they gave him also a, a little a, a farewell letter in the in the back of the book, too. So that was nice to that he got to give a little shout out and uh, really appreciate uh, all the work they did for this series. I think this was a, a great uh, beast Wars comic, a great, you know, a great way to celebrate the 25th anniversary of beast Wars to have this comic. And uh, it's just sad that uh, it, we didn't get to see it continue. Um, I think that for, for the story I, I did, I, I do think what this comic did do well as it did kind of wrap up the storyline with the the voc like in terms of the whole like even though they they got so they they got truncated quite a bit it was it was nice to you know to have this big battle be the the finale for this uh, for this issue and for the series and have uh get all these beast wars characters introduced uh, and and leave it open ended. So you know, if you want to write your own fanfic to continue the story, have at it. It's a, it's a nice open ended ending here, where you've got uh, you know the opportunity to, to take things in in whatever direction you like. And so that's that's always appreciated. That uh, you know it, it launches uh, any you know fanfics that other people can can think about and and explore. And it, and it's separate from the original Beast Wars story. Uh, but you know, just kind of an, an alternate version of that. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, thank you. And, and, uh, and we appreciate, uh, you, Eric Burnham, Josh Burcham, Winston Chang, um, or Chan, sorry, Winston Chan. <laughs> um, 
and uh you know uh, the, i forget sorry the colorist is escaping me but Sid, the colorist as well Sid Van Blue yeah Sid Van Blue um and uh all the folks who worked on on these comics uh and yeah i mean i i hope that uh, whoever gets a license after you know transform for transformers maybe thinks about doing a beast wars comic and maybe taps eric on the shoulder and gets the band back together but you know at, at the very least i want to see scold and nicks show up in, in something in the future because they're yeah. great addition. yeah hope um maybe maybe they'll get toys at some point and you know that's that's the path to to transformers immortality so yeah all right uh dr pants i mean this this has been you know one of your highlights i'm i'm sure covering you know this this series what do you think of this final issue i mean i'm going to agree with daryl it feels a little rushed, but given how things were going down, I can't be upset with how it ended because we get this big epic battle. We get a lot of character interactions that kind of show how these characters have evolved over the series, albeit a short series, but they've had some good story evolution and some good character development, and I love it. This is such a fan service issue, and I love it because, like, I keep going back, looking through the panels and looking for all these characters that they don't even name drop, but they're there. And I'm like, oh, man, these are characters that were never in the show, but I had the toys for. And now it's like, oh, these are some of my favorite characters who weren't characters, but they are now like Wolf Fang's in there. My boy Cybershark is on that big <laughs> splash page, like right in the middle. And like Spitter's dead on the ground. Retrax is right in front. Armadillo and Snarl are there like. Just seeing, like, all these characters who I had toys of that never had any screen time, it's like, this is so cool, and I love it. And the attention to detail in some of the things is nuts. When when um, Black Arachnia wraps up Razorclaw, they even put in the black spot where his rub sign is on the toy. That's not necessary, but that's still cool, and it's really fan servicey. Or when the Vok talk about... Like, oh, yeah, we put a weapon in the in the island. Well, I wanted to put it in the moon. You always want to put it in the moon. Why do we have to put yeah. it in the moon? And it's it's funny. And I loved Rhinox coming back and helping Scald. Um, Scald having a tear in her eye when she says, just make it fast. Like, I, I want Scald was a standout character. I, I mean, we, we, we all said it. I want more Scald. That is the biggest disservice to this series ending is like there's gonna, not going to be any more Scald. I hope she comes back in some way. Like Nyx was a cool character, but Skald had such a good storyline going through this. I love it. I love Rat Trap and Waspinator working together. I love the fact that this series made Waspinator not a joke. Like he was a joke, but he had a purpose. He was smart. He did some cool things. I, I could I could just go on and on, but it's 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 really, really really cool in a lot of ways it just sucks that it wrapped up as quick as it did um i love that it did it did tigertron a really good job in the end where he's like i just want to be left alone to like be on this planet that's what tigertron was like in the series he just wanted to be out in nature so it's not the same tigertron but you know um i love the the predacon staying back because they're like we're gonna go to trial and stuff and like they're gonna they're gonna throw us in jail pretty much like we we're, we're going we're gonna do our own thing and the one thing I'll bring up that I don't think anybody else mentioned. When Megatron teleports into that cave, the very last panel, 
Is that the arc in the wall in the very last panel and a reflection of it in the pool in the bottom? I I think uh, the wiki page suggested it was Protoform X, I think, or was that in the ideas that they had? I think it's in the ideas they had. Then I'm not sure because, yeah, it, it that there's something mechanical in the wall there. And because it looks the like wiki, the wiki does suggest that it's Protoform X, that it's the, the stasis pod for Protoform X. Oh, really? Okay. I wasn't sure. I thought, I thought maybe they, they put him in like, you know, um, inside, was it Mount St. Hillary? Is that the name of the mountain? I always want to say Mount St. Yeah. Helens, but it's like, it's not a real mountain. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought maybe yeah. that that's why they did it because like, that was the point of the show. Like Megatron wanted to find the Ark and ruin history and this whole, Oh, traveling through time. You're not in the right location, but it conveniently put it, put him here. And between that and the Predacon stay like staying on earth slash using the Island and the children of the Vox staying on the planet. Like it does leave everything open that if something could happen in the future, if somebody could pick it up and continue it, there's stuff there. I mean, we got an ending to the story. It's great, but there's at least something left open that somebody could finish. I mean, regeneration one happened and it wasn't the same, you know, company technically, because it was IDW re- did regeneration one. They continued what the Marvel comics. Yeah. Yep. So bring, bring Eric and Josh back on this book. Bring Winston, Sid, everybody bring them all back when they get the, the when they go to the new license and just finish it, do more, you know, don't even finish it. Just, just give me like a hundred issues of this. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Okay. I'll be reasonable. 50. Give me 50 more issues of this. That, that's more reasonable. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, want more. It was such a good run. I'm not a big comic book person. I read a lot in the past. I don't anymore, but like I would read this every month if it kept going. I love this. I looked forward to getting it. I looked forward to reading it. It was such a good read. And like, if you like beast wars at all, if you like transformers, just read it. I think they did a really, really good job. Read the whole thing. I'm going to go cry now. Well, I mean, we'll wait, wait till after the show. Okay. But uh, I mean, that, that is it for the comic review. I, I think we're all kind of sad that this era is ending in the comics in general. Uh, but, you know, hopefully we'll have a, an announcement soon for what the future holds. But until then, <laughs> that's all we got. All right, and let's move on to Transformers Media News. All right, in Media News this week, uh, we have got a couple things to talk about. The first one is a new Transformers print, and this is of G1 Optimus Prime. It is available in a few different styles i guess but it is done by artist luke priest and it is available in uh foil um just a regular art and then a nemesis prime edition so it looks pretty good i i uh yeah it's um yeah it i guess uh yeah he's uh beaten up pretty good but uh yeah he's he looks he looks pretty pretty badass actually 
Um, I'd never actually heard of this artist before, but uh, yeah, I like their work. Um, so it's pretty reasonable too. It, I, I, know, I have just been, is, yeah, I've been trying to find it here. I haven't been able to find it yet. The uh, the link in the uh, at the end pre-orders are live right now. Yeah. Okay. It takes you right there. The foil is only sixty eight dollars, and the the other two are fifty five. Oh, okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah, I went through the first link. Missed it. Right on. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. They're nice. They're nice prints. They're huge. They're eighteen by twenty four. So, uh, yeah, pretty big. Um, and uh, yeah, the um, but uh, the foil one. There's uh, hundred and twenty of them, hand numbered. And then the other two, the Optimus Prime uh, regular and then the Nemesis Prime regular, are, there's only 50 of each. So uh, if you're interested, get in get in on that. So they're pretty neat. Uh, and lastly, um, there's uh, another, uh, a, a new character is being revealed for that uh, Transformers and Top War crossover. So if you are playing that, um, be ready to uh, you be able to use a new character and it is Sea Spray. So if you're looking uh, to uh, add a new character to that game, uh, it is Sea Spray from, I think it's Titan's Return is the mold that uh, this is uh, looks like it. So the one that had Sea uh, Spray with the pizza box. So if you remember, we used to joke about him, uh, you know, Sea Spray came with this pizza box that was part of his, uh, you know, his alt mode. Uh, it looks like that Sea Spray. Yeah. Um, but it uh, it looks like a good mold, uh, a little good design for Sea Spray, and uh, he does transform. I, I haven't played this game. If, and is anybody, Doctor Pants, have you played this uh, Top War and Transformers crossover game yet? Sadly, I'm not much of a mobile game player, so no, I have not tried this at all. Okay, Charles, I know you play a lot of mobile games. Uh, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> I I play real video games. <laughs> oh, there's a difference. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, mobile mobile games have become a hellscape of uh, slot machines where you don't win any money. So I try gotcha. to stay away from those. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have not tried this, so I don't know anything about it. All right. Two for two. Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. A big war. Uh, um, I'm not a big mobile game player either outside of Switch. I see. That's mobile. It is mobile. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. That's a uh, bat in a thousand. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we have not played this game. Maybe uh, we will have to uh, well, see who screws up next and we will punish them by having them play this game. Um, <laughs> um, but no, it's, uh, it, I mean, it looks kind of fun. Uh, well, maybe we'll try it. Oh, maybe I'll have my daughter try it. I don't know. Um, I was gonna say, get the kids to play it. I think we're too old for these mobile games. I think so. Jeez. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's it. That's all we've got for media news this week. Just a couple of little stories. All right. We'll move on to convention news. All right. Uh, at San Diego Comic Con, Hasbro Pulse had uh, we we saw many panels with like toy developers and stuff, but uh, they had a video up with a panel they had with the one and only Peter Cullen, and who? 
it, the, the voice of like Eeyore. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know him. Yeah. He, he went into a lot of the same stories we've heard bef- before, but you know, always good seeing him. Um, he did talk about one time where he had a friend that had the, the same kind of truck that G1 Optimus Prime was and took him for a ride out like on the guy's ranch and apparently goes a lot faster than he was expecting it to go. So uh, that was fun. Um, also, if you ever wonder what people do when there are audio problems, uh, you can tell clearly tell that they, they went to like cell phone or I guess maybe it was a GoPro camera or something audio like for a good portion of this interview, it, it switches over. And I just, Personally, I had so much sympathy for the the people doing the panel, but I'm like, this is why you have backup audio because something happened and like the audio just switches to like super low quality for a, a good portion of this video. Um, the next thing we have here is a TFCon Chicago. We've got some announcements. Uh, first one is Paul Eiding, the voice of G1 Perceptor and Quintesson. Uh, this is uh, October 21st through 23rd, 2022, uh, in Chicago. So, um, good to see a Paul Eiding return. And also at TFCon Chicago, Ron Friedman, uh, writer of the Transformers, the movie. Uh, so good seeing him. I, I don't think I've met him before. I don't think I've been at any shows that he's been at, but he's been doing a few, uh, Transformers. He'll have a Q and a panel and autograph session. So uh, good seeing both of them. And uh, I expect we're going to be seeing a lot more TFCon Chicago announcements coming up. So that is all we got in convention news this week. Okay. And we will finish up the show with some feedback. All right. Well, starting off on a little website called Twitter, you may have heard of it. Where? Uh, We got... (laughs) We uh, got a got a couple of nice notes uh, from stuff we've mentioned on the show. So um, Simon Letch, uh, who is at not cool eighty two on Twitter, uh, he is the curator of the Sunbow Productions and Marvel Productions script storyboard archive, and we've been mentioning all the uh, scripts and storyboards for Transformers episodes that have been going up in the last few weeks. And uh, he says thanks for the boost on volumes five and six. Now that those are done and the Atlantis Arise storyboards are up, things are probably going to be quiet for the rest of the year. So here's a look back at everything brought to light in 2022. So he made a little video showing just all the scripts and storyboards of Transformers in the um, that's been going out this year because there have been quite a few. So rounding out uh, in you know you know a couple of several episodes of the G1 cartoon season two and season three. So. Very cool. So thanks, uh, thanks Simon for uh, for getting back and putting up that video on Twitter. It's cool. And uh, we also got uh, a note from friend of the show and awesome writer and artist Nick Roche. Oh, I don't uh, think we need to read this so, comment. Yeah, I think <laughs> we do need to read this comment. I think, we, uh, <laughs> I think we do need to do read this because uh, I got some vindication, some much needed vindication from last episode. So 
Uh, last episode, we reviewed Last Bot Standing number three, and we had a discussion about uh, the first page of the issue where it shows several panels of uh, characters passing down the box uh, of, you know, information from Rodimus that he gave to these this, these uh, humanoids, uh, aliens, passing it down through their generations. And I believe Daryl and Jeremy said that there were only four generations and it was basically parent to child, parent to child. There was no gaps in between. And I said that I think it was actually a span of many, many more generations. And these were just snapshots in between. And who was right? I was right. (laughs) Nick wrote, I asked Nick Roche on Twitter. He answered me. He said, yes, the generations are supposed to be very far apart, unspecified lengths of time, but definitely not consecutive. And so this is me gloating that I was right. (laughs) But really, what does Nick know? (laughs) know. He only wrote the book. (laughs) Well, you're still wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So we're, 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 we've entered, we've entered Trumpian levels of denial here. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, no, no. That's an insult I just can't take. (laughs) Charles just crossed a line. (laughs) So, yeah. um, So thank you, Nick, for clearing that up and and clarifying that I was right. Appreciate it. (laughs) You are dead to me. So enjoy. And, uh, of course, uh, Daryl, um, and I like Daryl, Daryl's got, got the hustle is like, Oh, by the way, Nick, when are you coming back on the show? <laughs> so yeah. doors always open, Nick. That, uh, that comment, uh, went, uh, unanswered. <laughs> we'll have to follow up. Yeah. <laughs> I still think he paid Nick off to say that. Yeah. I, I was going to say, maybe that's why Nick didn't comment. You immediately said, I think, I think he paid him, paid Nick off. <laughs> And then Daryl agreed. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll have to ask him to come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> he clearly likes you more than the rest of us. Well, every time he talks to him, it's accompanied by a 20. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where Charles. Oh, wait. Who's paying who off? Is Nick paying Charles off or is Charles paying Nick off? I don't know. Nick has no incentive to pay me anything. There's, there's no, there's no reason. There's so you, no reason you admit for you're paying him off. Exactly. No, I'm not. No, there's no, a, no. Yeah. Conscience weighs heavy, Charles. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I was right. Let's move on. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we also got a comment on our website. So we we do it. We do still have a website, transmissionspodcast.com, and all all our episode posts go up there. And you can still leave comments there. I know that's a that's kind of a dying art these days, but uh, we did get a comment from Sean, and uh, Sean says hello all and congratulations on yet another amazing podcast. I'm not usually a comic book reader, but your synopsis in the past few episodes of Last Bot Standing have intrigued me so much that I intend on visiting my local comic store to acquire the first three issues, and hopefully I can also buy the final issue four when it is released. Uh, 
Your recap of each book is detailed enough to give me a vibrant mental image of the overall story while vague enough to compel me to seek out the comics to fill in any gaps. So thank you for introducing me to another entertaining facet of Transformers lore. So cool. Thanks. That's our goal with the summaries. We're trying Mm -hmm. not to give away everything. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's uh, because we're, we're not trying to, you know, take away your enjoyment of the comic or, or replace, you know, reading or, or enjoying the comic itself. It's more to give people context for those people who don't have access to the comic so they can at least follow along with the discussion. So, you know, glad I'm glad it's working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Sean also asked about, uh, you know, um, you know, since we mentioned some guests for TF Nation, uh, particularly Simon Furman, he also mentioned those uh, similar guests are coming up for uh, the BotCon 2022 show and was asking, uh, you know, we should you know, mention what's going on with BotCon. So uh, without getting into, you know, going into any long details, but I mean, we did at, we have in the past talked about our we have a little bit of of, you know, uh, we're taking kind of a hands-off approach with BotCon this year, just with the revival of BotCon, and uh, you know, you can you can Google some of the, the controversies going on and and who you know who people who's working with BotCon and whatever. Uh, so we haven't really been uh, been focusing on BotCon, and we're just taking a wait and see approach to see how the show goes this year, and then looking at going forward what's happening with BotCon in uh, in the future. So. We wish BotCon all the best and, uh, you know, for a successful show this year. And then we'll see going forward how, how they do. So, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's just why we haven't, uh, you know, mentioned what's going on with BotCon, but they do, they, they that is coming up at the end of August. So you guys can check that out, of course. Uh, and if anyone does get a chance to go out there, let us know how the show went and what you thought of it. So. That'll go a long way too. Just hearing hearing people's experiences firsthand. But we just yep. One way or the other, we would be involved in the the more drama stuff, and we just want to stay out of out of it completely. All right. Thanks, uh, Sean, for writing in and hope you keep listening. And uh, yeah, let us know if you do get the comics. Let us know what you think of the comics. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if you have not been collecting Transformers comics, there are quite a bit out there that and there are lots of good ones. We can recommend a bunch to you. So uh, if you liked Last Spot Standing, Nick Roche, the writer there, he's also written. I mean, you can also check out Last Stand of the Wreckers. That's a that's another series that Nick Roche wrote and draw and drew the art for there too. Uh, that's a really uh, you know seminal Transformers comics work. So yeah, Nick likes to check that the out. Last of things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but hurry yes. up because they're going to be harder to get in a few months. Oh yeah, with IDW losing the license, the Transformers license. We might, uh, yeah, there might be difficulty in getting all those comics, but uh, you still got a few months, so. All right, well, that takes us to the end of this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, we uh, end each show by giving a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. So thank you so much to John4X11Good and Demon Tech 82 
Uh, we really appreciate you guys continuing to support the show at our highest level on Patreon, which is why we give you a shout out in every episode. And Dr. Pants, thanks again for hanging out with us this week. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and your stuff online? Well, thank you again for having me. It's always a blast to be here talking Transformers with you guys. Uh, you can find me and my friends doing the Nerdstradamus thing at the Nerdstradamus YouTube channel. Uh, you can also go to Nerdstradamus.com where you can find links to where we're at everywhere on there. Uh, we're pretty much Nerdstradamus everywhere on social media, so follow us there. But our main outlet is the YouTube channel. We post videos. We stream uh, Wednesdays at 9, Fridays at 7. We've been a little lax on that lately, but life happens. We'll be getting back to that. And we're mostly a video game channel. So, you know, come check us out. And if you want to just follow me, I'm Dr. Pants 1412 on Twitter and TikTok. You can find me there talking about robots, liking robots uh, and, you know, robots because I love robots. That's what I do. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. See ya. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. So let's let's talk whoppers for a minute here. What do you think? What are your, what are your thoughts on the junior whopper? Is it is it good enough? I think it's a good little burger. No. What do you, what do you, what do you want a snack? I mean, it's cheaper and it it, it fills the whopper void. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, you, you've you've got you've got an announcement to make. So, so wrap up the Whopper talk. It's, I mean, it's, this is getting cut out anyway. It's, it's pretty grim. I, I mean, I want to delay that as for as long as I can. Uh, Whoppers are great, um, but not every day. Don't 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 eat a Whopper every day. That's that's no good. It's no good for your health. <laughs>